Hey guys, before we dive into the show, I wanted to tell you about my new trailer music toolkit, which is 100% free and you can download it right now over at richardprin.com forward slash toolkit. This toolkit contains... Firstly, my perfect trailer cue blueprint. It also contains a handful of one-shot samples, like huge trailer hits, pings, plucks, brahms, booms, transitions, and downers. Perfect for beginners, pros, and everything in between. Okay, let's get into the episode. Hey guys, in this video, I wanted to show you how I wrote the music for the family adventure movie, Pete's Dragon. Let's dive in. Given the last two weeks' videos were about sort of wondrous family adventure and this kind of f feel-good family soundtracks, scores, trailer music, I wanted to show you one of my tracks that has landed and been used on a family adventure trailer. Um, in fact, this has been used quite a lot, this track. Uh, I love this piece of music. I'm really proud of it. It's called The Sun Will Rise. Probably an unoriginal name, but I like it. Kind of get, captures the track. Um... Now I want to kind of think about what what I talked about in the in the in those videos about what's important. You know, one of the things being you know use of uh, tune percussion. You know, albeit albeit a subtle element, but that's really important. Um, it's also very important that we have changes and lifts, and the track generally utilizes. The orchestra and it's not there's not a huge emphasis on drums so without further ado i would like to listen to the whole track and then go dive into how i wrote it and what you can take away from it and how you can take that when you're writing this type of epic orchestral music for family and adventure movies
Man, I love that. Yeah, really pleased with that. Uh, it's actually quite unusual for me to write a track that's over three minutes as well, so I was obviously enjoying this. Right. So the process with this one was, actually, I watched uh, a lot of family adventure movies on mute, uh, trailers on mute, and played around with this with this theme um, when I was writing, just because I, I wanted to feel inspired by the visuals. Now, the unusual thing about this track is this, it's a three-part third act, and which is pretty much half the track. So a lot of the track is big sounding, which I like. Um, and then you've got this sort of lovely dreamy first act and this actually brief second act. So how did I write it? I went about most of these tracks. This was uh, Piano Works 8, I believe. Uh, and that was all, all family adventure type stuff. What about most of these? Focused on just sketching the piano as quickly as I could. So you can see my ideas are all laid out in front of me. Everything you hear in the track pretty much is reflected um, here. There are some other counter melodies going on that are equally important, but at this stage, you can see my thought process. I wanted to have uh, a major chord progression and then something like this, a little hook that I could grab onto, that I could then pass around. Because the beautiful thing about having a hook like this is you can play it under different chord progressions and you get the familiarity of the hook but you also get this progression which makes it feel like it's changing so so you've got it here under one progression and you've got it here under another progression so it's going uh one six three four Unusual for me, that is. And then here you've got this uh, one, sorry, five, six, one. I like that starting on the fifth chord. Interesting choice there, Richard. And then here, this is just a little breakdown, which takes this progression, this chord progression, and just has something nuanced and different to it. So I sketched out the track pretty much like this. Just thinking in terms of like, Really simple bass and a hook, and that was my starting point. Uh, then it's a case of just fleshing out the ideas somewhat. So yeah, I probably, knowing me, started up here, and this would have been where everything sprung from. The piano, tune, percussion, and string lines, they're the heart of this. Everything else obviously does the job it's supposed to, like the children's choir and the brass and the percussion. But all of my harmonic and melodic ideas are here. I mean, you can see it gets a bit busy. Just fading in the strings, taking in um, a very basic chord tone melody. I mean, I'm not sure, yeah. Just playing chord tones, basically. And then here... It's really important we get that ostinato string pattern going. Mm -hmm. 
didn't go into Act 2 that's such an easy win to just bring in a string pattern. With some strings playing underneath it. And then on the second iteration of the progression, you just add a different pattern on top. Generally higher up. And here, it's, again, it's unusual for me to put a section like this, which is essentially a, an extended stop down. But it gives you a chance to breathe because <laughs> you're about to go in for a 90 second third act. Again, now, oh, here comes a new pattern. You hear the hook being played. You hear the long strings playing the chords. You hear the short strings. Oh, I forgot that you're there. Don't underestimate the words. Woodwinds add such a lovely, delightful lift to a pattern if you've got it kind of chugging away here. So yeah, don't forget to use woodwind, utilize woodwinds on this section here. Notice, uh, so you can start to hear now that everything else on top of that, the percussion and the brass is just kind of like sitting on what I'd already written. I'm so glad I got some uh, woodwinds. Right. I think it's important we take a look at the longs. Don't be afraid to give the long strings something more interesting to play because it gives this shimmer and movement. And then you get the, the wonderful micro tensions of these playing along with you hear all that movement just gives this track life and magic and that's really important in the in this type of stuff it needs to feel like it's moving and growing and it's like love <laughs> you need to make it feel like it's this shimmering magical thing And in this last section, I went for a, like a kind of like stomping, a stomp fest, basically, kind of really to hammer it home. Because I imagined with with the trailers I was working with, I imagined that with having these kind of like doom edits, explosion, boom, flying dragons, boom, fairies, boom, pirate eyes, boom, you know, that type of thing, uh, which, you know, is a lot of fun. And then, of course, it was just layering in the horns. And here... The Albion brass are beautiful for this kind of choral sound. 
just perfect. Oh, come, all ye faithful. And then here, giving the horns the uh, the top line, essentially. Hello, horns. Oh, <laughs> you there. Just layering that hook with the stri- with the brass and the children's choir. Again, another easy win here is like a, a simple stepwise ascending melody. It kind of gives it this sense of growth and movement. This makes me want to go for a run. <laughs> like, yeah! But not like a jog, but like a joyous run down the street. Uh, which is uh, a good thing, I think, you know, as long as I'm fully clothed. That is. Right. Okay, so let's take a look at my percussion now. We're going to have a listen. Actually, wait, I'm going to skip the percussion because I want to show you something. You probably noticed it. Oh, it's here. <laughs> Rides. Rides compliment. Rides compliment these things so well. They add this wonderful shimmer that you get with the tune percussion, but they drive it. And you could add in these lovely like lovely little fills which kind of add to the sparkle and just loveliness. It's great fun. And I carried this on. Oh nice. Lovely lovely set of rides and symbols and gongs and tam-tams. Remember, you need the tam-tam for the sploosh. Don't forget the tam-tam. Okay, and... So if we just listen to the percussion as a whole... So I know it looks and sounds a bit complicated. It's not. It's based around this pattern here, which is, in my mind, how my mind works, a numerical pattern of one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two. And that one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two is a is a pattern, a rhythmic pattern you'll hear all over the place in film scoring, in trailers, in any cinematic music. 
it drives a track, and it's such an easy drive for a track. And it kind of is this off the syncopation it gives the track, and then paired with the consistency of the rides, it just it gives a lot of movement. And then you combine that with all of these strings doing their loveliness. The other thing I'm doing is I'm, not, I'm making sure that not all of the drums are doing exactly the same thing. You know, it's ever so slight changes and little fills here and there just to kind of make it feel like there's a human playing. Uh, and that human is kind of adding light touches here and there to make the rhythm feel a bit more alive, a bit more varied, a bit more interesting. Okay, I love a bit of a stadium drum kit sound. So that was the plan there, is to kind of go, look, just give it some stadium sounds. It just felt like the right move to do here. I mean, it's not hugely overpowering, it's just a suggestion, but I think it's a really nice one. Just really hammering home that thing. And remember thinking about in terms of percussion, thinking in terms of the small stuff can go faster and more intricate. The the slower stuff is just going dong, 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 that type of stuff. Because then you can work clearly with what your percussion is doing. Right now, your takeaways from this track are ever so slightly different. And that's kind of why I wanted to choose this, because although we've got tune percussion, it's not necessarily front and center. And although we've got path, you know, although we've got stops and things like that, this track is just feels very cohesive. It changes progressions, it moves hooks in and out, and it changes top lines and things but it feels really cohesive. It feels really cohesive. So if I was to just suggest any takeaway from this, I would suggest you look at this. And don't overcomplicate your writing. Just think in, term, in, in really simple terms. Bass notes, chords, hook, top line. Write your track like that, and then you can start to spread it around. Then you can say... Oh, this next iteration, why don't I keep the hook in the top line, but or keep the hook, but change the bass line and the top line? And why don't I keep, this time, all three of those things, but then give it a different pattern? And the patterns will drive your track forward. Uh, don't underestimate metal percussion, like the cymbals, the rides, the uh, crashes, etc. To give it this magical sparkle. And just enjoy it. Watch some of these trailers that this this type of music is on because they're so fun. They've, they've got so much life to them. And I absolutely love this style of music. It just completely lifts me up. And, you know, I think uh, that's important in life. See you in the next one, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I have something really 
really exciting to offer you. I've put all 12 of my trailer music courses into a bundle called the Ultimate Trailer Music Bundle, and I've put it on for a very, very special offer. Head on over to richardprin.com forward slash trailer music bundle to get your hands on this awesome deal.